Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C. Potter's beat writer for the Union Tribune. Sports editor of the Union Tribune, Ryan Finley. I am in Oakland with the Padres. Final three games on this nine-game, 11-day road trip. Ryan? Yes, sir. What would you like to talk about today? Oh, well, certainly a Padres A's series. Let's go uh, roster spot by roster spot and, and really analyze the pitching matchups. Uh, no, I, I think we need to talk about the story that ran uh, in today's Union Tribune. Uh, went online on UnionTrib.com this morning. And it's about essentially the culture and level of investment and involvement and uh, where this the, trying to diagnose the team's problems how much all of that played into this. And, and Kevin, I think before we start talking, we should give a very big disclaimer here that, that this story was the subject of more than 30 interviews with um, nearly a dozen people um, with regards to the Padres clubhouse chemistry and culture. Um, we should say that every word on a story like this, Kevin, is selected carefully and the editing process is fairly exhaustive. Um, that this is not just any other story. This is not a rumor. This is a based in fact story on the Padres clubhouse culture. And Kevin, tell me, what did you learn? Thanks for saying that. I think that is important, especially in this day of uh, where there is uh, suspicion and sometimes rightly so of clickbait, uh, especially in this day where basically anyone can put something out and at least have a few people read it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on social media uh, or where, wherever else, uh, you know, the dark web. Uh, but uh, uh, that's not our job. Uh, from the start, I know that everything I write and something like this, it definitely is is front of mind that I have to go back in that clubhouse. This is how I make my living. I get to uh, always answer for what, for what I write. And so uh, that must speak to how strongly I felt about this story and, and felt that it was important to tell the story of the Padres um, and, and uh, deal with the backlash. And first off, too, like as much as you're a journalist and you want to do these stories, I'm not that kind of guy that I like to do them because if I did, I would have written it a long time ago. All right. Um, so uh, as for what it was says about the Padres, there is and I think we talked about it here. I know you and I have talked about it. There is no the problem. There's a bunch of A problems and an issue with the Padres is a inability to win close games, to come back, to perform late in games uh, when it's on the line, to put together more than a three-game win streak, consistency. And I think anyone in any place, uh, any job, uh, any walk of life will uh, tell you if they have experience and any measure of success that it's the little things that lead to the big things. And there are a lot of people within the organization that believe the little things aren't done correctly and that they are not exhibited by the folks they should be exhibited by. This was a story that featured Manny Machado prominently. It was not a story about like Manny Machado being the problem. But Manny Machado is the dominant presence in the clubhouse, is arguably the best player, has carried the Padres to two playoff uh, appearances in the last uh, three years, uh, four years, uh, four seasons, um, and makes $350 million over the next 10 years. Thus, the responsibility on Manny Machado is great. And the inability perceived, and it seems to me be real, by others in the clubhouse that Manny Machado cannot be uh, held accountable 
seems to be a, a, a thing. Mm-hmm. To me, another thing that seems pretty clear is that Manny is a leader in the way that a guy who performs really well, gets himself ready to play, is a leader, as in, and there are players who are like, like Manny is a leader in that way, that, that you follow Manny's example, okay. Well, that's not the only definition of leadership. And, and there's just a, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, so I hope some things came across in that, that story, and, and I'll, I'll let you kind of lead it from there, Ryan. Sure. One of the things, Manny said two, I think, particularly interesting things. Um, and again, you talked to him for 30 minutes Wednesday about some of these, uh, some, some of these, these, these topics that have been brought up by some of his teammates and others in the organization. Um, he pushed back on a couple of them, um, one of which I thought was his definition of leadership. And I, I found that to be really telling. He says essentially that leadership is going to the post every day, right? That leadership is showing up, playing through injuries, playing hurt, um, showing up, being there every day for your teammates. I think that it's coincidental that that also happens to be the thing that everybody agrees Manny Machado does better than anybody in baseball, practically, is show up every day, right? He's, uh, I'm curious, is that is that a common belief throughout baseball, that leadership is being in the lineup every day? Or is that something unique to Manny Machado? Not un- It's in between. It's not unique to Manny Machado. Um, there are plenty of people that believe that. And like, look, like, the Padres had a manager in, until the end of the 2019 season that I would have followed through a brick wall. One of the one of the uh, best men I've ever known. He did not lead this team in a way that was effective. Now, Andy Green was never going to survive, uh, you know, the, the, the rebuild, okay? Um, Casey Stengel wasn't going to survive the rebuild, okay? But if you're not a leader that your followers need you to be, then you're not the leader that – for, for that team. Um, mm-hmm. Many people in baseball do subscribe. I mean, many to a tone being set by a person or a group of people uh, to chemistry. I, I personally, I guess I don't happen to be one of those, but I was a tennis player, right? It truly was me against everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I go on what successful people say and the overwhelming overwhelming majority of them say that that is not the only definition of leadership. That is definitely a fallback that people say, well, Hey, there's different definitions of leader. Amen. It appears that the type of leadership. And so I'm not saying leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause if there is one thing that I feel like, you know, for all you do this, this this baby you give birth to when you labor over a story. No offense, because I know that I've never carried around a human inside me for nine months or had something come out of my birth canal. Um, but I'm just saying the amount of um, stress and care and pain that goes into a story like this, that when your job is important to you, like, so no matter what you do, there's something afterward you go, you know, could have put that in there. And a topic brought up by, a couple players was that they felt that Manny was trying to be a leader. He wasn't. And that maybe that contributed to him saying some things he didn't follow through on. Okay. Sure. So that's to be fair to, to, to Manny and to anybody who's not that kind of guy. Then that's why it was mentioned in the story. Do we need to look North of Manny and who has put him in this situation 
to be this guy. Now, I did address that with Manny, and as is as is often the case with Manny, there's not a direct answer to that, right? I asked him if he felt that way, that he felt with the contract, with his stature, with his experience, that he needed to be a guy that maybe he wasn't necessarily naturally, right? And he did, his answer was, um, it was not an answer. So, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it was, uh, you know, basically that there are different kinds of leaders and 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 other things. Well, so, and, yeah. and one of the answers he gave you, which is another thing that he said that jumped out is when, when you kept talking about culture and kept talking about leadership and things like that, he essentially said, what is this high school? Is this college? Is this college baseball? It seems to me, based on what he told you, that he believes that leadership is performance and that you lead by performing. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sentiment shared by others in the clubhouse too. Like, like mm-hmm. that, that, right. Like not everybody needs whatever it is, right. Like mm-hmm. a, a kick in the butt, a pat on the butt. Not everybody needs those things, but not everybody is those guys. Right. Yep. yep. What was the old James Shields line? Was it nobody cares play better? <laughs> right. I'm right. And maybe he's the wrong guy to bring up today, but you, it, that there are players who believe that sort of play better and playing better hides a lot of warts, just like struggling accentuates a lot of, there you go. And, and the difference between winning and losing, like with essentially the same guys, let's be clear. There are some different guys gone from last year's team that did have the gravitas. I know of some instances that did have the gravitas to maybe rein in Manny or, to overrule or to be the ones to speak. Um, and, and, and also a certain amount of Manny believes in a code. Okay. And, and what part of that code for Manny is, is, is service time. And there maybe were some guys in there that had some more service time for good portions or all of last year. And so there, there are some major differences between that run to the NLCS and, um, and, and this year. And, one of those is that they never were able to get out of it this year, okay? They didn't start well. See, they didn't play very well for a lot of last season, but they'd started so well, and then they took off at the end. Had they not, believe me, I was a week or two from writing some stuff last year. There, This stuff is always there. I'm the guy who has to be responsible and decide, and whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, when is it time to drop a story, right? Mm-hmm. And last year I said, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. They took off. We don't need to talk about some of this stuff because guess what? It goes on in every clubhouse to some extent. Okay. And, and they're winning. And, and, and you know what, this is just stuff, right? Like that, that happens. Let's keep an eye on it. So boom, 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 year later. And I reminded Manny of this, like, like I just put this together in the last week. Okay. Um, so there was nothing in this story that Manny didn't know was coming. Um, and, and I can't say specific every word, uh, but in terms of every uh, topic that was discussed, Manny was aware that it was coming. Manny shares the clubhouse with the guy who was the leader of the Boston friggin' Red Sox. That's and, the that's the impression, the assumption people have. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> he lead, he shares the clubhouse with Fernando Tatis Jr., who is uh, at a very young age a household name in baseball. He shares the clubhouse with Juan Soto who for all of the comparisons that we've read over the years is if nothing else, a player on a hall of fame trajectory, why does it fall to him and not necessarily a group to set the tone? 
Okay, what I just did for those who aren't um, aren't watching and maybe listening later, first I shrugged, and then I looked at you like you have six heads, which yes. was a line in the story. Mm-hmm. Benny is that strong of a personality. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't know that others aren't saying, there was some introspection by these guys that that in the future, there, there, there may have to be that sort of, you know, look, we're not going to do this again, right? Okay. And maybe, and, and no, that's not like, I'm not faulting them for not doing that now. Like maybe they needed to wait till after the season or, or this point or whatever. Um, but he is a dominant personality and it has been established that it is his team. And that is the answer that you get. And none of us are in there, uh, inc- you know, including me, like, you know, uh, other than a couple hours a day. Uh, and, you know, the, Manny is a dominant personality, which is why, why I will stress this is not Manny's fault, like that they are nine games under, whatever it is become. Um, and I, that this wasn't a story about Manny. The fact that his presence and his stature, his performance is so integral to all of this. That's what makes him, you know, such a big part of what is happening and then the potential solution. And keep in mind, I mean, if we're talking about longest tenured Padres. Manny and 24-year-old, now 24-year-old, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Juan Soto's 24 years old. Um, you know, there are there are other things. Uh, there are some really strong uh, personalities, leaders, but that are pitchers. They're, you know, and that generally doesn't uh, translate into the whole clubhouse wide. Doesn't mean it can't. But like, there's a lot that goes on. Um, Xander Bogart's performance this year, perhaps his newness, deference to Manny, um, the things that Manny is entrusted with, Manny's personality. There's just so much that that goes into why has this dynamic been built? Mm-hmm. Uh, what level of self awareness does Manny have? Uh, why did you come to this? That? Well, just um, when it comes when it comes to stuff like this, was he? I, I can't I, I'm not trying to cop out. I'm going to really try to answer this. I'm not. What I will say is I'm not inside of Manny's head. Right. I have over five years, obviously talked to him a fair amount, talked to other people close to him, talked to people that have worked with him. I kind of uh, no. Manny has become extremely successful at one of the hardest things in the world to do physically, mentally, the grind of this of this sport being Manny. I don't know that that lends to self-reflection. That's how I'll answer. Right, right. The, I think a lot of us of get into that. This is how I do things, right? Like I take on a um, the guy who's got to make deadline, make a flight, you know, get through security, all that. I take on a persona in the airport when I'm business, Kev, that is different than what I would like to think when I'm walking down the street saying hello to people. Blah, blah, blah. Like. Do I need to? I don't know, but that's the persona I take on to survive the craziness of the airport. That's a silly comparison, but all of us do it. That I, in order to be at my best, this is how I have to be. I, I mean, yeah, one yeah, of the great Manny Machado quotes. Anybody else forever on that. One of the great Manny Machado quotes of all time is I'm Manny bleeping Machado, Right. If and he's, he's Manny Bleep and Machado and he believes that, get, I'm not sure he sits there and goes, well, what could Manny Bleep and Machado have done better today? That's a fair question for us to ask. <laughs> go back to what I initially said. I'm not inside his head, but um, I don't think there's a lot of people that would argue that, yeah, yeah, he, he is uh, Bleep and Manny Machado. And you know, not only does he say that and believe it, like 
Like anybody who watches him believes that. Um, I don't know that Manny needs to change. I don't know that Manny needs to change all that much. I don't. I, I, I think the dynamic obviously needs to change. The dynamic in the clubhouse, on the team, in the organization, whatever, the dynamic needs to change. And 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 he needs to be a part of that, it, it would seem, uh, going forward. Yeah. One of the things that you wrote, Kevin, that I thought was really insightful was it's not that Manny's not a leader. It's that the, he doesn't provide the kind of leadership the Padres need today. That's um, who who does in in that clubhouse who could share some of that leadership role or is this going to have to be uh, a manager or a free agent or a guy you trade for how do you fill that void just there are people in the clubhouse you know? and they're the people that everybody thinks i am going to be extremely careful in mentioning people because that's just this was a very sensitive story that I have that a bunch of people trusted me with. By the way, that put me in the line of fire, didn't it? Uh, because I have a bunch of secrets, don't I? Uh, that I will never tell. There are a bunch of people in that clubhouse that can step up. And that was part of the reason that I pushed back on some of my questions to, to folks was, well, why haven't you? There are plenty of people in there that have the respect um, just as Manny has uh, a level of respect from people. Um, but these guys maybe then operate in a manner that people might be more willing to follow based on their follow through. Okay. And the fact that maybe, and here's a point, and I made it in the story that if you had, I didn't say it this way, but let's say, you know, a $900 million payroll, um, you could have 13 Manny's. I'm not sure how you get them all playing time, but, and what I mean by that is guys who wake up in the morning, more talented than 90% of even this 0.1% that's playing major league baseball. Right. So, and, and, and has that pain tolerance and that can do, and that I'm, and that baseball smarts that he has and all that. Oh my gosh, that'd be incredible. I guess that then you could say that just go out and play. (laughs) Everybody's on their own. Right. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely get that, by the way. I'm kind of like that. Like, I don't know exactly what all of this has to do with when you are facing the pitcher, right? Like, but I can tell you that it it is held widely by far more people than it is not held that chemistry and culture is important. There is no Padres way. There is not a culture that feels like, hey, we are all rowing the same way. Um, that doesn't mean ever did anyone notice that they've scored 10 runs 15 times. You know, they've, they've had plenty of games, the kind of games that talented teams have. Like, like yes, the A's, I think, just took two or three from the Astros or something. But, like, the way that the Padres won some of their games and beat some teams was, like, that's what talented teams do. Like, like really good teams. Um, and And so, like, they can do it doing it all the time. I don't see how you argue that culture isn't important because they didn't do it all the time. The evidence is right in front of us, just like it's in front of us with the Dodgers. Okay. Um, and for many years was in front of us for the Cardinals. Um, there's, there's a certain expectation for the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are what, like they're, they're over 500 if I'm not mistaken. Right. But like, what a failure, like they're, 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 they're just, I wrote about it earlier in the year. Let's talk about the sense of urgency. That comes from the top. I don't think it's like a a secret. Like this wasn't a part of this story, but like Manny doesn't have that. Because you know why? Manny's going to go out and play the same every day. 
and knows there's 162 and all that. Well, then does someone else need to set the tone of, hey, this game on April 12th is freaking important. Like, does that. So there's just there's some things that need to be addressed. And it's like we could talk for an hour and I still don't think it's like there's some hard stuff that needs to be done in there. But like, I think it's a talented team. And I think there's some really, really solid guys in there, including Manny Machado in terms of solid, in terms of how to build a baseball team that I don't think it's like they're, this is like broken, broken. And like, Mm -hmm. they can't be a a championship contender in 2024, but there are some, obviously some things that need to be addressed. And I think that that's important. Um, That, that the reason that some of these guys talked was they wanted, like, they want things to get fixed. Right. In in other organizations, Kevin, would setting the tone and setting the culture fall to a manager or general manager? Um, this is such a, a changing thing, right? Like, like in some, yes. But I think the general practice is that the clubhouse takes care of itself. But like, yeah, I mean, that is clearly can fall to the manager, right? That, that, well, I am in charge of this group. Now, this is becoming increasingly difficult in a time of, you know, like you make exponentially more money than I do. Um, so, cause you're my boss. Right. And so like, Ryan, but that is not true by the um, way. I'm, so, no, but, I'm, well, I'm, inter- I'm interrupting to say no. Here's the deal. As highly paid <laughs> as Bob Melvin is, Manny Machado makes a heck of a lot more money than he does. And, and I'm sorry, like, I don't like to make it about money, but as I explained to Manny once when he's like, Oh, so this is about the money, you know, it's, it's not until you're the guy averaging $35 million a year with a 700 OPS, then it is right. Okay. It's not about the money until you're the guy who, you know, makes the most. And, you know, well, they got a lot of guys in there that aren't going anywhere. Now they could, get rid of their no trade. Like the players could say, that's all right. But like, there's no trade clauses. There's, there's guys under team control that are really good that make a lot of money. Who's the expendable one here. So, so there's just a lot that goes into this. And I think that is, um, you know, look, the more that you're paying more people, the more uh, for lack of a better phrase, like, you know, the more the inmates are going to, you know, run the asylum. Uh, Right. Right. You have a better analogy because I do not in any means uh, in any way want to have this come off wrong. But like it's, um, you know, there, there's just this? there's a modern, lot of highly paid people in there. How about this? Modern baseball and modern sports is increasingly a player driven thing. More so more so than manager driven or coach driven. They have always or, or long said that about the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe baseball and football are more going to that. Now there are more players. There's a different culture in both of those and, and there's all that, but like, yes, you, you are, you are correct. That said, you, you do have to ask those questions without a doubt. You have to ask those questions. I am asking those questions, have asked them, don't have an answer. Don't know that anybody does, but the heart of the questions are what could any manager do with this mix. I, I, I'm not saying they can't. I just, I, I don't know since I also know that like Bob Melvin pulled an awful lot of levers correctly last year. Mm-hmm. And yep. these guys, not just like the lip service, but like really seem to buy in what Bob Melvin said last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, and that's one of the points that Manny Machado made to you too, which yep. was valid. There was no, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about the culture last year when, 
people were spraying champagne on each other after beating the Dodgers, right? That, that though, you know, and you learn throughout the course of the year that there was drama, like there's drama in many clubhouses, that their performance was able to maybe not whitewash because I don't mean whitewash, but their performance mask masked what was some issues. And I think this year, their lack of performance has completely accentuated these issues that have been there. Here's what I, 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 I've thought of it. If you are in a really stressful situation, right? Like, like let's call it a a marriage, a family situation. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are stressful, right? They they can be right. You got bills to pay, got kids that are acting up, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you are during your regular course of the year, everybody's working, everybody's busy. um, But, I equate that like to like losing, right? You're behind on the bills. You're going paycheck to paycheck. You're okay. And you love these people. You want to succeed with these people. You're in it, man. And, and, but damn, this is stressful. Maybe tempers are short, you know, life. If you've lived life, you know what I'm saying. Then you're on a vacation in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Same people. You've been there for four or five days. You got four or five days uh, still to go. You're drinking some Mai Tais everybody's having a good time. Someone else paid for the vacation or something. That's winning. Right. Same people, same problems. Yep. yep. Different situation. Different situation. That's a great point. That's a great analogy. Um, it, Kevin, it, I think that when a story like this comes out, sort of the response can be one of two things. Uh, you have not been down to the clubhouse yet. Uh, what, if anything, do you anticipate today? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I like, like I said, I think I said this, I had to have been very confident in this story and that it was important and that I had it locked down and that I had, that I understood in order to write it because it did not make my life easier. There were already threats from certain people yesterday. There probably will be more or there will be repercussions. Um, it is, you know, um, it is, uh, like, like is the easy thing that people say to the media, you don't write something because, you know, you want your access. Well, that's rarely true. And I think that I've, you know, <laughs> this would be the opposite of that, um, right. what, what has happened here. So I say that not to say anything other than like, I did my job. I know I did it well. I know that I was fair. Um, it wasn't pretty probably, uh, but you know what? these guys will handle it how they handle it and I'll handle it how I handle it. And uh, we'll have fun. Yeah, You guys are pros. Well, and that's the thing too, what a lot of these players, and I don't think that we can emphasize this enough, but a lot of, or whoever, the people who you talk to, a lot of them said, we don't bring this up to embarrass the guy. It's because they think it can be a jumping off point to uh, improvement or to a new way of, of doing things here. This is it's, um, more to bring the team together as opposed to tear it apart. Bringing things to light, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't pretty sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, you know, then things uh, work out uh, or they are worked through. And it's important to a lot of people in there. Uh, and because it is, they'll be mad at me because that's like a natural thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a lot of it. I mean, I understand. I do. Uh, so all I can do, though, is uh, – was this now my sixth season back doing baseball, sixth season covering this team, uh, fifth season covering Manny. 
Um, I've demonstrated clearly, you know, people don't just tell a guy the things they told me. Uh, I've demonstrated to people that I'm fair and, and honest, and that's all I can go with. So whatever happens today or going forward, uh, it is it is what it is. It's uh, become my favorite saying because it's impossible to argue with. That's true. That's true. Part of the job. It is part of the job. Uh, Kevin, in 15 seconds or less, uh, Bob Melvin is managing against the Oakland A's. Um, Brent Rooker and Estiuri Ruiz play for the Oakland A's. Outside of those three facts, is there anything we should know about this three-game series against the Oakland A's? There really isn't anything important. Just like Trent Grisham's butt the other day. Like, yes, that is important uh, at an earlier time of the year. Yes, that speaks to Trent Grisham's uh, decision-making sometimes. But, oh well, like... This team is done. Uh, so, no, I, I think it's really cool. I wish that it wasn't such a miserable season for Bob as a person because he loves this place. He grew up here. He talked the other day, uh, and I've seen some pictures of his office, like where he has the only thing in there. Uh, you didn't, maybe didn't know this about Bob, and he was probably a little young to uh, for you to be thinking that maybe that there was, you know, some. But we'd go to all the concerts here, the dead, the who, Frampton, like, at 15 years old, 16 years old, Bob was like big into the 70s and, and the, the 70s music and and loved the A's. And like, this is a big deal for him to come back. Uh, was very successful here. So kind of stinks. Um, but you know what? I think that he's going to have a, a good time. Very few players. Uh, one of his former uh, protégés, Mark Kotze. Very, very, uh, very, very, very good. San Diegan uh, is the manager. And so, uh, yeah, this will be fun. Very cool. Kevin, enjoy what I'm guessing slash hoping will be your final trip to the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're speaking for me. I don't know yeah. if I've talked. I, we talked about this. Yeah. It reminds me of Jack Murphy, man. I'm, 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 I like going to this place. It's a, it's, I don't know how I'm getting there, how I get back. It's terrible uh, uh, to get back, uh, but, uh, and it's a dump and you got to watch out for the rats, but uh, I, I, I love it. Awesome. That'll do it for this episode of the Hot Lava Podcast. For Kevin Acey, I'm Ryan Finley. We'll talk next week.